वेलकम टू हॉप रेडियो एंड एनडीटीवी हॉप लाइफ प्रोडक्शन वेलकम टू कॉम्बैटिंग कोरोना वायरस द पॉडकास्ट वेर वी टॉक अबाउट द ग्लोबल स्ट्रगल अगेंस्ट कोविड 19 ऑन टुडेज एपिसोड स्वीडन कॉन्ट्रोवर्शियल कोरोना वायरस एक्सपेरिमेंट आई एम दीपित मैगी एंड आई एम प्रियंका पंत दीपित स्वीडन हैज बीन अ कंट्री दैट इज टेकन अ वेरी वेरी अनयूजल अप्रोच डीलिंग विद द क्राइसिस देर इज बीन नो लॉकडाउन सोशल डिस्टेंसिंग इज इनकरेज बट इट्स नॉट मैंडेटोरी इन द वे दैट इट इज इन मेनी अदर कंट्रीज इंक्लूडिंग राइट हियर इन इंडिया दे ओनली बैंड गैदरिंग्स ऑफ फिफ्टी एंड मोर पीपल इन public so relatively large groups of people can still move around in public and of course gyms cafes bars restaurants are all open people can get haircuts if they want which seems to be a big deal and kids below 16 Are still mandated to go to school, and most schools are open. Only high schools are closed. It's interesting. A lot of the praise that's coming in for Sweden for their approach relies on the fact that there is a lot of self responsibility that's been encouraged. So the BBC right. quotes Sweden's prime minister as saying that we who are adults need to be exactly that adults. Each person has a heavy responsibility. I think that's really interesting, right? That the government and public health authorities are hoping that they'll be able to contain the virus without having to resort to measures like a lockdown. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a way of trusting people to behave in a responsible way, so as to not penalize them, right? Like they're not saying. stay at home or we'll put you in jail they're just asking you to stay at home and it seems like people are doing it so this approach is spearheaded by sweden's top epidemiologist anders tegnell i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly but this is what we have so let's go with it he's the architect behind sweden's covid-19 response and it's his role in the entire thing has been very publicized and he's received both threats and fan mail over the country's handling of the crisis according to al jazeera yeah so he has said that lockdowns are simply not an effective long-term strategy he said that you know sooner or later people will go out so we need to figure out right from the get go how do we make sure that people stay safe right and interesting note here he's also saying that sweden is literally legally not able to impose lockdowns so there is no legal framework in sweden to lock down entire cities or entire uh, you know areas if they wanted to at most they can quarantine a certain local area or a family or a group of families but they cannot legally shut down cities which is very interesting so sweden's parliament has actually um, moving to give the government more powers so that they can potentially impose lockdowns or even do things like forcibly shut down restaurants or schools but as of now the government has no plans or they've indicated no plans to use these measures the yeah. interesting thing is i think why they've avoided going into a lockdown is primarily because lockdowns typically have huge economic costs yep and bloomberg in fact quoted an hsbc global research analyst as saying that Sweden's COVID-19 strategy could mean that the country will see a smaller economic contraction as compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, this follows in with what Tegnell has been saying which is that sooner or later other countries will also have to lift their lockdowns. You can't be in lockdown forever. And according to him, both medically and economy-wise, it's better to live in a sustained state of a few measures rather than have drastic measures and then lift them entirely. Right, but there are reasons this works in Sweden. Absolutely, I mean, you know, Swedes have access to one of the world's best functioning healthcare systems. Yeah, and they haven't seen the kind of you know shortages that we've seen here in India and many have seen around the world. You know, basic medical equipment is still available there. I was reading a report from Al Jazeera which said that there's actually still empty beds available at the intensive care units. Right, so their systems are not overwhelmed, which seems like unheard of in uh, today's world. 
but yeah, they're doing it. But there are, of course, other social factors in play, right? More than 50% of Swedish households are single person, which means that, you know, the risk of the virus spreading within families has been cut drastically. Also, social distancing is easier to carry out if yeah. each household only consists of a single person. Yeah. More people also work from home in Sweden compared to anywhere else in Europe already. Swedes have access to high-speed internet everywhere, which uh, I'm incredibly jealous of. <laughs> Polls also suggest that almost half of the people in Sweden have now started working from home. And this is completely voluntary, right? Like the government has just asked people to do this if they can. And around 50% of the working population has done it and is now working from home. Yeah, but it's not all good news, right, Tibet? Right. So there is some criticism of this policy. Most of which seems to be based around the fact that Sweden's numbers are much, much higher than those of their neighbors, right? So the countries around Sweden, like Norway, Denmark, Finland, are all doing much better, at least at this point, it seems like. So the data we have as of recording this is from Johns Hopkins University. And compared to Sweden's mortality rate of 12.1%, which is to say that 12.1% of all cases of COVID-19 end in a fatality, Norway has a rate of 2.5%, Denmark 4.7%, and Finland. 3.6%. So that's that's quite the gap there. Of course, all of these countries also have less than half of Sweden's cases, which is to say Sweden has 16,000. None of these countries have more than 8,000 cases yet. Right. And these are all countries that have lockdowns in place, yes. that have other strict measures. Yes. Their approach has very much been the more traditional one, which is to say locked on everything, you know, impose social distancing as much as possible and whatnot. Sweden's also seen higher deaths in nursing homes for the elderly, right. which has, you know, led to the government being criticized by Swedes who are on the whole fairly supportive of how the government is dealing with the crisis. Yeah. But they're obviously not happy at the fact that the elderly, which are, you know, who are the more vulnerable population anyway, are seeing more deaths relative to the rest of the population. Yeah, there also is some criticism from parents who are saying that even though they want to keep their children at home and not send them to school because of the risk involved, because Sweden has not closed down schools, they are still mandated to do so and they can be reported for not sending their kids to school. And schools have said, this is according to a report in The Guardian, schools have written to the government to say that they can't protect at-risk kids if everyone still has to come to school by force because physical distancing is not always possible in school environment. Sweden's handling of this has also been criticized by a group of 22 doctors and researchers, according to The Guardian again, who have said that perhaps the country should have imposed a lockdown. Now, Tegnell's arguments to all these criticisms is that Sweden is not worse off than neighboring countries. They just had different places in the curve, meaning that the other countries like Norway and Denmark and Finland will reach Sweden's numbers sooner or later. That's his argument. He also argues that Sweden will be better placed than these countries eventually, as they will avoid the massive spike in infections that the other countries see when they reopen the lockdown. Right. So he's saying that there won't be that so-called second wave of infections per se. Right. So this is definitely a novel way of handling the COVID-19 crisis. And we'll only be able to judge if it has worked or not in retrospect after quite a while. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think with that, it's time to talk about the good news. Good news. And today's good news is coming from Sweden. A member of the Swedish royal family, Princess Sofia, has joined healthcare workers as a volunteer on the front lines. Amazing. So she's going to help out with non-medical work. This means she 
she'll help out in disinfecting equipment. Right. She'll be working in the kitchens and also helping to clean the hospital that she's volunteering at. To prepare, she took an intensive online emergency training program, right. which I think is just great, right? I think yeah. this just shows how everyone is coming forward to help in whatever way they can. Yeah, if you're depending on people behaving responsibly through personal choice to, you know, for your coronavirus response to be effective, it's a great thing to have your country's royals literally helping out, doing the legwork, cleaning the hospitals and whatnot to really get people to behave responsibly. And with that, it's a wrap on combating coronavirus. This has been Priyanka Pant and David Maggie.